Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Western New York race fans, it's time to crank it up. For the next hour, the airwaves belong to you. Sit down, strap in, and let's head to WGR's Fast Track. All right, take a nice big deep breath, buddy. With your host, let's go out there and have a good day, all right, bud? Dave Buchanan. Good morning, race fans. 11.02 here on WGR Sports Radio 550, and welcome to another edition of WGR's Fast Track. I'm Dave Buchanan. Thanks for listening, as always, as we are down to the, uh, I think, final four. Final four shows of the season. That means four more Sundays without Bill's regular season football here on WGR. As uh, the season getting closer, one preseason game under their belts, two big trades under their belts already, and who knows what the 2017 season will bring, but you still got four more Sunday mornings with us here on WGR. Back in studio this week after our uh, road trip to Watkins Glen last Sunday. We'll talk a bit about that in just a second, but want to let you know that the phone lines are open here this morning, 803-0551-888-552-550. Phone lines are open if you want to chat about anything going on in the world of motorsports, especially if you went to the Glen last weekend. I'd love to hear from you. What did you think about the qualifying and race in the one day? What did you think about that? Uh, what did you think about the 3 o'clock start time for the race? Luckily, it was the fastest cup race in modern history, so you didn't get out there much too much later than maybe the last couple of years because there was no gigantic wreck that caused a red flag like we've seen the last couple of years of Watkins Glen. So it didn't go as long as it could have, but uh, still, 3 o'clock start time a little bit later than in recent history for Watkins Glen. So if you were there last weekend, I'd love to hear your thoughts about that. Uh, did did it affect you for future races at the Glen? Uh, you know, Michael Printup said on our show, and he said it elsewhere. You know, he's not real thrilled about the three o'clock start times and what he's hearing from his uh, ticket buyers for the Glen. So again, if uh, just love to hear your thoughts on how the weekend went and uh, if the schedule affected what you might do in the future with Watkins Glen International, or maybe it didn't affect you at all. Maybe you were you. We're fine. You got still got home at a decent time, in your opinion, or you didn't have to go to work on Monday, so you didn't mind getting home maybe a little bit later. Uh, again, would love to hear your thoughts. 803-0551-888-552-550. And what'd you think of the, the fuel strategy that played out there at the end of the race last Sunday with Truex, Keslowski, and Blaney all trying to stretch their fuel right to the end? It did not work for the two and the 21, but Truex had just enough. Actually, he had more than just enough because he did a lot of burnouts after the race and was still able to drive the car to victory lane. Uh, but Martin Truex getting the win last Sunday, his first cup win at Watkins Glen, his fourth win of the season as he continues to lead the point standings and has the uh, series uh, lead in wins for the 2017 season. Coming up on today's show, besides your phone calls, uh, coming up in about 10 minutes or so, we're going to go live to Michigan International Speedway. Of course, that's where the cup race is today, and uh, you'll be able to hear it right here in WGR coming up at 2 o'clock this afternoon, live coverage from the Motor Racing Network for today's race at Michigan. And uh, it'll be uh, Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano on the front row and all forward front row. But we'll go live to Michigan, and we're going to talk to uh, Charlie Crawl. Charlie is uh, the public address announcer at the Michigan International Speedway. 
uh, follower of the sport, also the voice of the ARCA Racing Series. We'll talk to Charlie in about uh, 10 minutes or so. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, special guest, uh, the most recent winner in Nitro Funny Car on the NHRA Melly Yellow Drag Racing Series, J.R. Todd's going to check in with us. They're on a bit of a break, uh, well, one week, well, weekend off for NHRA before they get back to business. They're coming off their West Coast Swing. And uh, JR picked up the win at Sonoma last weekend, so uh, they got a week off, but JR is gracious enough to uh, spend some time with us here at the bottom of the hour, so really excited to talk to funny car driver JR Todd at 11.35. But again, still time for your phone calls, too, 803-0551-888-552-550. We're on Twitter. Send us a tweet at FastTrack550. Actually, Sean already tweeting us. Asking who we like today at Michigan. Well, we'll get to that in a minute, Sean. Also, uh, Facebook.com slash WGR Fast Track is where we are in the Facebook world if you want to ch- uh, check in with us there as well. But a great time uh, to do the show live at the Glen last week. I apologize for some, I guess there were some audio issues. I uh, had the unit a little bit, the volume up a little too much on the unit. I couldn't tell in my headphones. So, but I was get- that was the feedback I was getting from Mike back here in the studio. So I apologize for that. But what a f- blast that was doing a two-hour show live from the Glen. obviously not the first time we did it because we did it last year for the indycar race but still cool to be there uh for the for the nascar race on race day uh just just seeing that mass humanity like i talked about last week getting to talk to spending that extended chat with kurt becker outside the mrn hauler and then hoofing it from the mrn hauler back to the media center in victory lane area and uh crashing the tweet up and talking to alexander rossi and landon castle and michael mcdowell and chatting with some fans from western new york there uh it was just really cool and, and getting jeff gluck and bob pockers on there live and in person uh that was really fun so i'm, I'm glad it worked out and uh, we were able to do the show live because uh that wasn't the, that was a, that was almost a that was kind of a last second deal i want to really thank uh tom maddy and the engineering department here at intercom buffalo for making that happen because originally we weren't going to be able to do the show live but then i kind of circled back with those folks uh the week of uh, early that week and said uh, just making sure that any of that equipment available and they said sure so um I'm really really thankful for them for uh, for making it happen putting that putting the equipment together so I could take it and uh it was a blast and looking forward to do it again and I think we're actually going to do it for the IndyCar race again coming up in a few weeks for our uh, season finale Labor Day weekend I think we're going to do that one live from the Glen for the IndyCar race, which is coming up in just a few short weeks. So uh, stay tuned as uh, we hammer out the details for that and uh, hopefully do one more live show from the Glen here in 2017. So moving on, of course, to, to Michigan today, as I said, it's an all-Penske front row with Brad Kozlowski and Joey Logano. Kevin Harvick starts second today. Matt Kenseth is third. Matt, of course, finishing second to Truex last weekend at the Glen, trying to track him down. But unfortunately, Truex had just enough gas to make it across the finish line. And Kenseth had to settle for second, still sitting on the bubble as the last driver in on points to make the playoffs with uh, 13 different winners here in 2017. Chase Elliott is starting fifth today. Kyle Busch, sixth. Jamie McMurray, Eric Jones, Kyle Larson, who has won the last two races at Michigan. He starts ninth today, fresh off of running the Knoxville Nationals last night, the big sprint car race in Knoxville, Iowa. He finished second to Donnie Schatz, and uh, he got a, a special, uh, I guess we could say dispensation from Chip Ganassi to go run that. He, uh, Whatever his contract states when it comes to him running sprint car races, he can do it during the week. He just can't do it on weekends. And because Kyle won, I think it was Thursday night up there, Wednesday or Thursday night, he won a feature at Knoxville, which qualified him for the big Knoxville Nationals aiming on Saturday. 
thanks to he, uh, Kyle and also maybe the social media word for, world for bonding together and uh, putting enough pressure on Chip Ganassi to allow Kyle to, to leave Michigan on Saturday and go to uh, Knoxville and run the big Knoxville National Sprint Car Race last night. He finished second to Donnie Schatz, and now he'll start ninth today in today's Cup race. Denny Hamlin uh, rounds out the top ten starters. Other notable names in the field. Uh, Clint Boyer starts 11th. Clint had a, had a good shot at the Glen uh, right before the, the fuel strategy started to come to play. Clint was right there. Unfortunately, it did not work out for him in the end, but a good run for Clint. He'll start 11th. Blaney is 12th. Truex 13th. Kurt Busch starts 15th. Daniel Suarez starts 16th today. Dale Jr. in his final Michigan start is uh, 19th. Jimmy Johnson 22nd. Casey Kane 23rd. And uh, that'll about do it for uh, notable names in the field for today's race. But uh, speaking of Casey Kane, of course, uh, we now officially know that Casey is out of the five car for 2018. Uh, Hendrick Motorsports making that official and then shortly thereafter announcing that William Byron will move to the Cup Series in 2018 to drive the five car. We thought maybe he'd go to the 88, but that went to Alex Bowman. But uh, Byron now will get the promotion from the Xfinity Series where he's been a winner this year in his rookie year. And he'll become a full-time rookie in the Cup Series in 2018. So now you've got another veteran driver uh, without a ride for next year. You've got Matt Kenseth. You have Casey Kane, and you potentially, well, right now you have Kurt Busch, who's technically a free agent as uh, Stuart Haas Racing not picking up his option, uh, although they said they, they'd they like to see him back in the 41 next year. That has still not been done, and, uh, you know, he apparently has other offers on the table. But as of right now, Kurt Busch also a free agent. Danica Patrick could potentially be a free agent. Her contract it just hinges on sponsorship, she has said, and right now she doesn't have any for 2018. So now you're seeing, again, another uh, youth movement here in NASCAR where uh, more uh, younger drivers are moving into these seats, and we are seeing some big-name veteran drivers without rides for next year. And, I mean, two of them are former series champions in Kenseth and Kurt Busch, uh, albeit it's been more than 10 years since either won a championship. They're still quality drivers. These aren't, you know, Daryl Waltrip in the late 90s championship drivers. These are... While they're on the backside of their career, they're still legitimate candidates to win a race, and two drivers that are going to be in the playoffs this year, uh, including the Daytona 500 winner from this year in Kurt Busch. Uh, is, it's unbelievable, the, the, the shift here that uh, that is going on right now with these big-name veteran drivers without a ride. And uh, it's it's get, it's very, it's showing that the system is kind of broken in our sport right now with the... The 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 bust of the of the NASCAR bubble in the early two thousands, leading to these uh, hard times in finding sponsorship. The increasing costs surrounding the sport, whether it's the you know the the new cars that they've brought in over recent years, everything that has changed, uh, the the rising cost of the sport, and it has led to the system being broken. Now, uh, even more so, it is no longer uh, getting a ride in, in the most in the, the highest of series in, in the sport of NASCAR, it no longer predicates on talent alone. It's uh, strictly uh, it's a dollars and cents thing, and who can bring the best sponsorship. When you have uh, Matt Kenseth and Kurt Busch right now sitting on the sidelines, but Paul Menard uh, has already found another ride for next year just because he brings all that sponsorship money with him. It's, it's, very, it's very frustrating for me as uh, someone who follows this sport, is a, still considers himself a fan of the sport, 
Uh, it, it's very frustrating for me to, to see that, uh, to see these level of drivers um, n- not being able to, to find rides for next year versus drivers that might be lesser deserving uh, to do so. I mean, it's great. You know, it's great to see the, the young talent. I, I've been loving, you know, watching. Look at Daniel Suarez, this, the what he's progressed here in the second half of the season. He's up to 15th in the point standings. Uh, unfortunately, he'll need a win to make the the playoffs still. But st- what he has become, he's the highest rookie in the points innings now. It's it's been great. Eric Jones, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, you know, all these young guys talking about it. And but now it, it's starting to get to the point where it's it's like the truck in the Xfinity series. All these young drivers come in, and it's they're just paying their way in, and and, and it's going to get. I'm afraid it's going to get like the Xfinity truck series where. I mean, it, it, there's so much turno- It's so much turnover in those two series. Like every two years, there's a new crop of young kids, and the crop that was there before them, most of them have washed out because the dollar, the dollars have run out on their rides. You know, uh, and you just can't keep track of, of who's who in the sport. And both series, you know, are, are struggling to to put together a core, a group of stars to make them attractive for people to tune in every week besides to see what cup drivers might be racing against them. You know, um, Gibbs has got a great development program putting all these different kids in their cars in the Xfinity series, but you've never heard of some of them or or they're only in it once or twice a year. I mean, yeah, it was great to see Ryan Priest win in a Joe Gibbs car, but he only got two, two, or he's going to get a third race now out of it. But, you know, I would, I would like to see someone in that car full time, I guess, and uh, be able to run for the series championship and, uh, you know, make a name for themselves. So we have a, a group of stars that are, are that pertain to the Xfinity series or pertain pertain to the truck series. And there are there are some of those guys, but I just don't think there is uh, enough of them right now uh, in either series. And like I said, they're not going to be around very long. They're either going to be able to take the money and run to the next level, which would be the, the cup series if you're in the Xfinity series, or they wash out. And, uh, you know, it's like, where's where did Gray Galding go? You know, it's, it's just um, just very, very, uh, I guess, frustrating it as someone that follows the sport, someone that's a fan of the sport, is that the, the system is broken right now. And, and unfortunately, there, there's no... There's no way to solve it, I guess, without throwing some more major changes at the sport. Something to reduce the cost, I guess, that these teams have to run every week um, for for these teams to run every week that to, to change it um, to to change the sport. It would require some major changes that would have to totally throw off the current business model. Uh, before we get to, to Charlie Crawl out in Michigan, let's grab a quick phone call here. Trey and Clarence is on the line. Trey or Tony, excuse me, Tony and Clarence. Good morning, Tony. Yeah, I think this is an inevitable development within the system. And then you have to ask yourself, you know, like in baseball, they have farm teams. So players that are in the majors, they eventually, you know, go ebb and flow, and there's always a change in the guard there. Mm. Also, you have to ask yourself, does that individual uh, bring with it the sponsorship? Yes. Or does the sponsorship bring the individual? So... You know, you you see that all the time. I mean, like Jeff Gordon, he retired. Somebody took his place, you know. This gave another person a chance. How many great drivers are out there that never get to this level, you know? Yeah. Just, you know, just go by the wayside. But the inevitability is, and also, would would it not be better if they just stopped the 40, 40 cars in a race instead of 43? 
Yeah, no, that yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with forty car field. That does not affect my uh, my viewing habits at all. Tony, thank you for the phone call. I'm fine with with thirty six car fields. I mean, what what does those four five extra cars mean? It's just a few more back markers you're not going to see on television anyway. Now, if they got enough cars to if they're sending home tons of cars, fine, expand the field. But as of right now, they're barely getting thirty eight to show up on a weekly basis. So it that the size of the field does not impact it. Tony, thanks for the phone call. Let's go to the AT&T hotline, though, and go head out to Michigan, where today's race is taking place. And I uh, want to welcome Charlie Krull to the show from the Michigan International Speedway and the Arca Racing Series. Charlie, it's Dave Buchanan here in Buffalo. Good morning, my friend. Dave, it's great to finally talk to you, man. Hey, it's uh, been a long time, and you are uh, I know you got a busy weekend there at Michigan International Speedway, but right off the top here, uh, this uh, this northeast Midwest swing, Pocono, the Glen, Michigan, you know, always the threat of rain seems to hang over this part of the country this time of year, and uh, it looks like for the third Sunday in a row, uh, the folks at NASCAR are getting real lucky with the weather. It's going to be a great day in Michigan, it sounds like. It is picture perfect, man. I, you could not have asked for a better day. It's going to be about 78 degrees. Few white puffy clouds, no threat of rain whatsoever. It is a gorgeous day in the Irish Hills. I'm loving it. Well, uh, how about today's race at Michigan? Uh, some some interesting comments coming out of qualifying after the Fords took the top three spots with Kozlowski, Logano, and Harvick. But Brad stirring up the Toyota folks, saying they're doing a little bit of sandbagging. Uh, what? How do you think it's going to play out come race time? Is Brad going to be proved right here? I don't know what Brad's true motives were right there. Maybe he was just wanting to get under his good friend Kyle Busch's skin a little bit. Hopefully <laughs> it worked. <laughs> but uh, I will tell you, based on what I saw in practice, it, all, all three manufacturers have a good shot at pulling off a victory here today. Brad's car is very fast. Uh, some of the Toyotas have been really fast as well. It's, you know, it's it's going to be anybody's game today. It's It really will be. So we'll just have to let them run 200 laps, 400 miles, and see who shakes out on top. Yeah, and of course, uh, the guy who's won the two most recent races out there at Michigan, Kyle Larson, who's, like I said at the top of the show, fresh out of uh, running the sprint car last night in Knoxville. Kyle's been a, a bit of a, a, a downward trend here the last few weeks in the Cup Series. They had that penalty pr- penalty problems, too, as well for NASCAR. Do you think uh, he, he steps up to the plate today and returns to his Michigan form? Do, do we see the 42 as a big factor here this afternoon? He was one of the fastest cars in practice all day on Friday. He looked really good again on yesterday, and he gets around this place as good as anyone. So uh, if there is a place where Kyle Larson can break this little mini slump that he's got going on, it's going to be here. I mean, he's, he's won you know, a couple of times here. He's won out at Fontana, which is very similar to yep. Michigan. If, there, if it's going to happen, it's going to be here. Charlie Crawl joining us live from the Michigan International Speedway. Uh, somebody else, of course, to watch for who could really use a win, that's Chase Elliott. He's got a, a nice little streak. I think it's like three straight second-place finishes out there at Michigan. And uh, while he'll, he can make the playoffs on points, I'm sure he'd sleep a little bit easier if he could get a win here before the regular season is out. Yeah, and he puts a lot of pressure on himself, too. Chase is one of those guys that uh, you know doesn't like to make excuses for what's going on with his race team and his performance. And... I think he would rest a lot easier if he had that first win. It could happen here. His dad got around this place really well. And yep. He's extremely popular up here. Um, the other guy that really needs to get a win today is someone who already has a win, but it didn't count towards the playoffs, Joey Logano. Oh, yeah. The the encumbered win at uh, Richmond earlier in the year is has just absolutely annihilated his playoff chances. He doesn't have a, really any hope at all to make it in on points. He has got to win a race. And he has come into a place where he has had a lot of success. He qualified very well. He races very well here. Uh, if I had to pick somebody to go to victory lane today, Joey Logano would be my guy. 
yeah, he's 95 back of Kenseth, so mathematically he's starting to run out of options, and yeah, it, it's a do-or-die situation for the 22 team. Do you think today with the with it being a, a well, they can't not pit, pit without going a lap down, but do you think we'll see a lot of strategy come into play today with some of those teams like maybe the 22 uh, taking some chances with the strategy here with the stages today? I think you will see some teams. I mean, with the pit road closes with two laps to go in a stage, and I think you will see some drivers come on down pit road with three laps to go, especially the ones that are in contact with the leaders. Um, you can make a pit stop here and maybe stay on the lead lap if things kind of shake out the right way. Mm. Um, and if, you, if you're if you very efficient and get it on and off pit road uh, very well, um, you may see somebody make that gamble today. I don't know if you know, the guys who are on the bubble will have that luxury, but you know, maybe someone who has already been locked in like a Martin Truex and just go out and and race for a win. He may be able to be in a position to do something like that. Charlie, uh, you talked about the popularity of Chase Elliott and uh, earlier this week, the, the topic of popular drivers, well, all week, I guess, since Tuesday, the topic of driver popularity has been a kind of a hot button issue in the NASCAR world after Kevin Harvick talked about, the, that uh, Dale Jr.'s popularity without the results on the track may have stunted the growth in the sport of recent years. Uh, what did you make of those comments? And, and you know, and, and it's kind of sparked a little war of words between Kevin's camp and, and the Earnhardt camp here back and forth this, this week. You know, I don't necessarily think that Kevin Harvick is wrong. Um, I think the, the out-of-control upward spiral of popularity for Dale Earnhardt Jr., certainly hasn't helped the other drivers in yep. sports. But the one the, the the one thing that I think Kevin might not have expressed properly is that it's not necessarily Dale Earnhardt's fault yeah. that happened. You know, it's you know, it, it's the media people and the, the television broadcasts and the radio broadcasts sure. you know, focused on him, uh, even when he wasn't necessarily performing as well as he would have liked to have been. Um, and I understand why they did that. You know, and anytime you wrote about Dale Earnhardt Jr., you were going to get page clicks. And anytime you talked about him, you know, people were going to tune in. You know, it makes sense for them uh, on a business perspective in that moment. But what's going to happen next year when he's not gone? And, oh, by the way, we don't have any other drivers that <laughs> are, are transcendent and are easily recognizable. You know, how are we going to drive page clicks and views when, you know, Kevin Harvick is the lead guy and – you know, he, he has one twentieth the popularity that Dale Earnhardt Jr. had, you know. So, you know, it's it's a balance. We want all of the top performing drivers to get that attention. Um, I think it just it makes more business sense for the sport as a whole for it to be like that. It actually makes more business sense for the uh, the broadcasters and the media groups who, who cover the sport to do it that way as well. But. Uh, you know, that that uh, toothpaste is out of the tube, Dave. I don't know <laughs> we're going to be able to get that one back in. <laughs> hey, Charlie, before we let you go, a couple things real quick. Uh, much like Watkins Glen, the atmosphere at Michigan is one of the best in the sport, uh, a great camping atmosphere. Uh, one of our morning show hosts uh, last year, he went to, I think, the June race. He camped there, his first NASCAR race. He loved it. And uh, I know the folks in the Irish Hills always have a good time when NASCAR comes to town. I will tell you, they actually the biggest campground in the state of Michigan is Michigan International Speedway. You should see how many campers are in the infield and out in the lots outside the racetrack. It is it is a great atmosphere, and it's it's almost like you're in a national park. I mean, I'm up in the tower right now, and as far as I can see, there's nothing but green. You know, we've got trees that are just 
literally, as far as the eye can see, there are a couple of state parks that are actually within walking distance of the racetrack. Uh, lots of campgrounds. It's just a it's a beautiful place to be. It's it's if I could have picked a I couldn't have picked a better place to build a racetrack. Honestly, it's just it's it's got a great feel to it, just much like Watkins Glen does. It's just yep. a beautiful setting for a racetrack. Yeah, if you can't get to the Glen, that one of your next closest and next best options would uh, make that trip across Canada from Buffalo to Michigan. It's a, like I said, Jeremy White was up there last year. He had a blast. So it's one of the great facilities of the sport and uh, not far here from Western New York. Charlie, last thing, uh, of course, you work with the ARCA Racing Series. Uh, what's uh, coming up on the ARCA schedule? And I think folks can maybe see you on TV sometime soon, maybe. I wish they could still see me on TV. <laughs> I'm working on that for next year. All right. <laughs> to me on ARCARacing.com. Uh, I'm going to have the call. Uh, in a couple of weeks, on Labor Day Monday, one of my favorite races of the year down at DeCoin State Fairgrounds, one-mile dirt track, Dave. Oh, I love this race. We'll yeah, see anything like it. Uh, we actually have the Springfield Mile coming up next weekend, and uh, that will be on MAV-TV live. That's always a great show to watch. Uh, highly encourage you to check it out. Stock cars on a dirt mile. doesn't get any better. Awesome. Great to hear. Uh, I love the ARCA series. I wish they uh, came a little bit closer to Western New York, like when they used to come to uh, Lake Erie Speedway. But that's it. unfortunately, we'll have to settle to, to listen to you at ARCARacing.com to get our ARCA coverage. Charlie, great to talk to you. Thank you for the time. I know it's a busy morning there in Michigan, but enjoy the race today, and hopefully we can talk again soon. I really appreciate it, Dave. Thanks for having me on. All right. Take care. Charlie Crawl from the Michigan International Speedway and the ARCA Racing Series. Uh, he is uh, the, one of the voices of both Michigan and ARCA. And uh, great to catch up with him. We get back. We're going to talk to uh, J.R. Todd from the NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series. Just picked up his first career funny car win at Sonoma last weekend. We'll talk to J.R. Todd all things straight line racing. And still take your phone calls too. 803-0550-1888-552-550. We get back here on Fast Track on WGR. Hi, this is Ryan Blaney, driver number 21, Motorcraft Quick Lane Ford. You're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550. Ryan Blaney rolling off 12th today at Michigan. We'll have again have the race today here on WGR. Coverage coming up at 2 o'clock, courtesy of our friends at the Motor Racing Network, right after uh, Nate and Saylor done out at Bill's training camp. And uh, again, it was great time to catch up with Kurt Becker last week, just standing outside the uh, the MRN hauler, the uh, their live production studio. That thing is just mammoth. It, it's you know like the size of you've never seen it before. It's like the size of one of the the NASCAR Cup haulers, but inside it's you know just a radio station in there, pretty much. So it was a great uh, chatting with Kurt. Also had a quick chance before we talked to Kurt. Uh, caught up with uh, our buddy Steve Post, the Postman, and even ja- saw Jack Root over there and uh, said hello to him, uh, the legendary Jack Root. So it was a, a great time seeing some of the MRN folks uh, last Sunday over at uh, at Walkins Glen. And how about Kurt giving our, our friends at Batavia Downs some love too? That, that was really good. They Luckily, the, the folks at Batavia Downs were listening and they heard that last week. So uh, that worked out really well. Uh, 11.35 here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Dave Buchanan and WGR's Fast Track. We're going to be chatting with J.R. Todd here in just a couple of minutes. NHRA uh, Nitro Funny Car driver picked up his first career funny car win a couple of weeks ago at Sonoma as he uh, moved from the top field dragster category over to Funny Car for this season for uh, Team Coletta. Coletta, And we're going to talk to uh, J.R. hopefully here very soon. When we were talking to Charlie Krull there, talked about Brad Keselowski's uh, his comments uh, after qualifying on Friday, and uh, Brad saw um, 
the here's the direct quote from Brad. We had a strong suspicion, suspicion, suspicion easy for me to say, that those guys would kind of tune it down this weekend as to not post a pretty big number in inspection that maybe balance back out the competition. Uh, and potentially that's right because our team hasn't done much differently and those guys are just not as fast as they've been the last few weeks. So Brad kind of hinting that maybe... You know, Toyota's maybe scaling back a little bit so NASCAR doesn't come down on them, uh, tightening up the the inspection just before the playoffs start, and uh, you know, you know, just so they can uh, keep whatever package they've got currently going into the playoffs. And that drew a some uh, some interesting quotes from, especially from Kyle Busch, who called him a blanking moron, and uh, obviously no love lost between Kyle. And Brad, especially after they got together at the Interloop last weekend at Watkins Glen, and actually, I, after the race, I, I ran out to Pit Road with some of the other national reporters, and we all ran over to Kyle to see if he was going to go pay Brad a visit after the race. He didn't, though, and for, well, maybe fortunately for him. He went to go chat with A.G. Allmendinger. That was civil, but he did not uh, get into any kind of altercation with Brad Keselowski after the race. Uh, let's go to the AT&T hotline, though, and bring in driver of the DHL Toyota Camry for Kalita Motorsports. Fresh a uh, couple of weeks off his first career Nitro Funny Car win in the NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series. J.R. Todd joins us here on WGR's Fast Track. J.R., it's Dave Buchanan here in Buffalo. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Not a problem. Thank you so much for uh, spending some time here on your weekend off uh, chatting with us here in Buffalo. Hey, absolutely. It's uh, nice to have a weekend off after that uh, three-race Western Swing, which uh, was pretty successful for us, but it's, uh, once again, nice to have some time off and Get ready for the, these next few races coming up before our playoff. Yeah, first off, let, let's let's go back a couple of weeks. Congratulations. Uh, first off, just how did it feel to to break through at Sonoma a couple of weeks ago and get your first win in Funny Car in, in your first season in the, in the class? Oh, man, that was huge. I mean, this has been a, a trying season for us in that uh, DHL Toyota Camry. I mean, we've had a, a lot of struggles, and uh, I mean, I felt like there was times that I wasn't doing a, a good job driving and giving up runs, and then at the same time, we just uh, we weren't performing at the level we thought we should be. And you know, our first race of the Western Swing there in Denver, we uh, we made some good runs throughout the weekend and carried that into uh, Sonoma once we got back to sea level, and and things just clicked that weekend. We got a got a lucky break on on race day against Jack Beckman, but uh, all in all, the performance came around, and uh, it was nice to. Uh, Reward the yellow fellas with a trophy at the end of the day. <laughs> I like that yellow fellas. I like that. Uh, what What do you think has been the, the challenge for you? Is it just make is, is making the transition from top field to funny car? Was it a is it a bigger challenge than maybe you expected? Is it? I, I'm not sure if this is like the same team you're using in top fuel last year. Or, or is it just a matter of just making these transitions from the 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 rail car to to the flopper? I mean, it's definitely a more challenging transition uh, going from the dragster to a funny car. I mean, I knew it was going to be a challenge, but uh, the first couple races, it was just a matter of me getting comfortable in the car and making the right adjustments with, uh, you know, the pedals and the steering and uh, the seat angle and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Once we got all that figured out, it was just, uh, you know, me getting laps under my belt and uh, learning how to drive on these things. you got to be more aggressive with the steering wheel and, it just uh, it takes time, but like I said, at the same time, the uh, the performance of the car wasn't where we wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. it, we kind of changed the way we went about the tune up uh, there at the beginning of this summer, and it it just took some races to figure it out. And now it's uh, it's finally starting to click, and uh, hopefully at the right time of the year for us. 
is it a, is it a bigger challenge to keep the funny car straight versus the top fuel car? Or, you know, are you more likely to to smoke the tires and, and lose traction in the funny car compared to how how you were driving the top fueler? Oh, absolutely. I mean, a dragster is so much longer than uh, the funny car wheelbase. Yeah. That if you were to steer a, a top fuel dragster the way you do a funny car, I mean, you'd flip that thing over and times. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's definitely more uh, more difficult to keep that funny car in the groove just because of the short wheelbase and uh, you know they're heavier and it, for one they're harder to see out of than a, a dragster with that engine in front of you. And sure, it's just uh, it takes a whole different mindset. But at the same time, I mean it's a, a lot of fun and it's something that uh, I wouldn't trade for the world. I mean I keep telling all my uh, my sprint car buddies, it's uh, the closest thing you'll ever get to dirt tracking in a straight line. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I noticed you you do a lot of social media posts about sprint car racing. I'm sure you were sure you were watching the Knoxville Nationals last night. Do you have do you have a background in sprint car racing at all, or is that are you just a fan? Uh, more or less, just a fan. I mean, I grew up uh, a couple blocks from a dirt track there in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. A lot of USAC races uh, take place there. So, I mean, I've followed it ever since I was a kid and gotten to know a. A lot of the guys in the sport and watched a lot of guys come through uh, this way. You know, Kyle Larson, he's one of my good friends. Uh, watched him, uh, you know, make his name somewhat here in Indiana, then uh, take it all the way to where he is now. So, yeah, I was definitely <laughs> watching him at, uh, at Knoxville last night. That was uh, that was pretty cool to watch. I know uh, uh, Cruz Pedragon and Gary Selzy, they, they've gone from the, the strip to the dirt track. Does that some, in your future, do you ever see yourself maybe get behind the wheel of one of those things? I mean, anytime there's an opportunity for uh, me to jump and something like that, I usually try to jump all over it. Last year, I went out to uh, Rico Abreu's before uh, the race in Sonoma. We got to, you know, race around in some of those outlaw carts that uh, that he has his own personal track, and uh, that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I mean, I've uh, messed around with some uh, sprint cars and, and dirt late models and things like that, but uh, nothing too serious, more or less, just out there having fun by myself. <laughs> J.R. Todd joining us here on WGR's Fast Track. JR, you talked about your challenges with, with your DHL Toyota Camry with uh, Team Coletta, but I mean, you just look at the, the level of competition that you've got to face week in and week out. You've got the, the JFR cars with John Force, uh, you know, Courtney Force. You've got Ron Caps, who's having a hell of a year this year. I think he's got like four national event wins. Matt Hagen is always so strong. I mean, you you got to go up against some of the best that there's ever been right now in drag racing every week. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, I knew that going into the class that uh, you know that funny car was right now probably the most competitive class in uh, in all of drag racing. I, I feel like it's it's been that way the last two or three seasons, and just you know qualifying in the top half is a a huge challenge right now. I mean, with the the DSR cars and the John Force racing cars, they're they're uh, performing at a high level, and uh, between the two teams, I mean, they pretty much. Uh, They've won every race out there this this season, except for the one we won there in Sonoma. So that shows uh, how tough it is. But uh, at the same time, I think our uh, Coletta Motorsports cars are, uh, you know, turning the corner and uh, picking up the performance. And, you know, hopefully we can get Alexis uh, in that top 10 before uh, the cutoff to the countdown there at uh, Indianapolis. That'd be big for us. And it's, uh, it's it's exciting times for sure, the way that the class has uh, progressed here in the last couple of years. Yeah, you mentioned, I was going to say, two races left till the countdown to the championship, which is NHRA's version of, of their postseason with uh, Brainerd and, of course, the, the big go, the U.S. Nationals Labor Day weekend. What's your uh, strategy for these next two events? Is it just uh, minding your P's and Q's and just trying to earn a maximum points, or do you want to go out there and maybe get another win before the, the postseason starts? 
Oh, man, I'd love to get another win, especially there at uh, Indianapolis. I mean, that's the yep. hometown race for me. I mean, that's the, our biggest race of the season. We got a, uh, a specialty uh, race within the event with the, the tracks of shootout that we're qualified for where we get to race on Sunday for $100,000. So there's a lot going on between uh, now and the, the countdown. But mainly we just need to go out there and, uh, you know, keep going around, uh, try and qualify as high as we can and maybe gain some of those qualifying points and, we're, uh, I think, three points behind Tim Wilkerson for eighth. So if we could pass him and just kind of uh, go some rounds and maintain our spot, we'll be uh, looking good going into the countdown. And then once uh, once that happens, if uh, we can lock in before Indy, that, that'd be nice and just focus on the, the race there at Indy. Then once uh, Charlotte comes, you know, turn up the wick, and then you got to go for broke like those guys did in 2015 where they I think they won uh, four events that year and end up winning the championship. J.R. Todd from the NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series. J.R., I wish, being here in Buffalo, I wish we had more national events closer to us. I mean, Norwalk's not too far, maybe then Maple Grove or, or Epping or English Town, but I wish we had more national events close by to watch you in person. But we uh, lo- love watching you guys on Fox and Fox Sports 1. They're doing a great job of the broadcast. Best of luck the rest of this season. And, again, thank you for taking time on an off weekend to talk to us. Hey, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, yeah, we love coming out there to the East Coast. I mean, those fans, they're, uh, they're diehards and uh, really passionate about drag racing. So that's one, uh, one section of the, uh, the country. We definitely look forward to going on and uh, putting on a show for those guys. Take care, JR. Thank you. No problem. Thank All right. You. J.R. Todd, again, driver of the DHL Toyota Camry for Kalita Motorsports in the NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series. We get back, we'll uh, hit the local racing roundup, although it's a little bit soggy, as you've seen some of the rains we've had this weekend here in Western New York and Southern Ontario, but we've got a few things to talk about, some midweek races to catch up on, and uh, we'll get you set for uh, some busy times here in local racing coming up next weekend. We'll be back with that and more of your phone calls, too, on Fast Track here on WGR. Hey, race fans, it's Dave Buchanan from my friends at Batavia Downs. You need to discover why Batavia Downs Gaming is the area's premier entertainment destination as they have over 800 of the hottest and in-demand video gaming machines and they're adding new ones all the time there at Batavia Downs. You can go there, play the video game machines, you can check out live harness racing, place wagers on it, grab a bite to eat one of their great restaurants and now you can even spend the night. Of course, they've got the hotel now at Batavia Downs. Uh, A great day or maybe a great weekend uh, for you and your uh, friends and loved ones if you want to head up there to Batavia Downs. Uh, Of course, our favorite part of Batavia Downs here on Fast Tracks 34 Rush. That's Thurman Thomas' sports bar right inside Batavia Downs Gaming. Grab a bite to eat, watch some sports on all their HD TVs. They roll out the big projection screen for those big events. Uh, watch live harness racing, place wagers on it too from right inside there. Uh, it's a great place, 34 Rush, right inside Batavia Downs Gaming. They're open every day, 8 a.m. until 4 a.m., and you can't miss them. They're right off the thruway exit 48, right in Batavia. For more information, be sure to follow Batavia Downs Gaming on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date information on all their promotions and discover why Batavia Downs Gaming is the area's premier entertainment destination and tell them you heard about them right here on Fast Track. Let's find out who visited Victory Lane this weekend. It's time for the local racing roundup on WGR's Fast Track. And let's go back to Tuesday night at the Ranceville Speedway. The Summer Nationals and the week of Matt Shepard in the Niagara region started Tuesday night with a win in the Summer Nationals over Billy Decker and Larry White. Eric Rudolph, Stuart Friesen running up the top five. This was a barn burner of a race, especially the first half of the race. Great battle up front between Jimmy Phelps, Billy Decker, Matt Shepard, and Stuart Friesen. One of the better series races we've seen at Ranceville in the last few years, but Super Matt Shepard coming out on top. Chris Burek won the Sportsman feature. Pete Stefanski got the Street Stock win. The folks at Merrittville got rained out Monday night, so they moved it to Wednesday, and they got the Bob Sinemon, 
uh, Senior Memorial 100 in. And once again, it was Matt Shepard getting the win over Gary Lindbergh and Billy Decker. Uh, Matt getting a little help with a late caution after Gary Lindbergh and Eric, Eric Rudolph tangled while racing for the lead. Uh, Rudolph spun out, and that allowed Shepard uh, to catch up on a restart. He took advantage to get by Lindbergh to get the victory, so he has got four in a row on the Super Dirt Car Series. Jay Mallory won the Sportsman feature there at Merrittville on Wednesday. Rob Murray, another win in the Hoosier Stocks. Tony Kelly getting the win in the four cylinders. Last night was a wash, or excuse me, Friday night was a washout around Western New York. Lancaster Dragway, Ransomville, Freedom all rained out on Friday night. Last night, Lancaster was a rain out after two heat races, unfortunately. Holland got part of their show in. Uh, Ryan Billy won the Bandolero feature. Josh Marchese winning in the Legends. Bob Bogner winning in the Hornets. The uh, Pro Modifieds, Chargers, and TQ Midgets got uh, their features rained out there at Holland. Genesee Speedway managed to get their show in. Jimmy Johnson, no, not that one, in the Crate Late Models. Kyle Inman in the Sportsman. Matt Smith in the Micro Sprints. Jesse Quartermouse in the Street Stocks. James Gayton in the Mini Stocks. Bailey Logsdon in the Bandits last night there at Genesee Speedway, Merrittville Speedway last night. Jay Moulton getting the win in the mini stocks. Dave Bailey, his eighth win of the year in the Hoosier stocks. Tyler Winger in the mod lights. Gord McIntosh in the novice sportsman. Rob Knapp in the sportsman. And Ryan Susie getting the win, his second of the year in the 358 modifieds over Scott Wood, Gary Lindbergh, Chad Brockman, and Tommy Flanagan last night there at the Merrittville Speedway. Tonight, Humberstone Speedway, they've got a full show, including the Southern Ontario Spring Cars. That gets going about uh, 6.30 there out in uh, Port Colborne, Ontario. But, yeah, Matt Shepard is on fire. Unfortunately for Matt, while he's winning, Billy Decker is finishing right behind him. So Matt, while he's moved up to third in the Super Dirt Car points standings, did not take much out of Billy Decker's points lead. So he trails by 105 points, but Billy's still got to deal with Larry White. But uh, they've still got all of the few more races this month and into September and October, so... If uh, Matt can stay hot and maybe Billy Decker has some bad luck, Matt Shepard can uh, close the gap and overcome that uh, two-race suspension he had to serve earlier this year for his scuffle with Lightning Larry White. Uh, That'll do it for us. We'll be back uh, next week. Uh, Coming up this Saturday night, big race at Lancaster, the Tommy Tony uh, 110 for the Race of Champions Modified Series, the Tommy Drewer, Tony Jankoyak Memorial. That'll be a big show Saturday night at Lancaster. The Bristol Night Race is next weekend. And uh, IndyCar back in action at Pocono next Sunday. We'll have the IndyCar race here on WGR next Sunday, as well as the uh, Watkins Glen IndyCar race will be on our station or ESPN 1520 uh, Labor Day weekend. So that'll do it for us. Be sure to tweet us and Facebook us during the race today, and we'll talk to you next Sunday here on WGR. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.